gonna we should be recording that is wonderful so i'm going to screen share and this seminar is all about um playing as a team and getting the right people around you on your team getting the right people in your friendship group um because we're talking um over the youth locker and we're talking about fighting back and retaliating and being in the fight um and taking taking back what's been stolen from us by the enemy and so if we are in a fight and a battle we need to have the right people around us and so we're going to talk about friendships um, and I have got five F's of friendship that I'm going to give to you later. So many like movie plots, TV series, like they're based around the friendship group, aren't they? They're based around having having a group of people who are invested in something. And there's a there's a phrase that we use in Life Central Youth all the time, and we use it because it's so so important and so key. And it is this phrase: friends determine the quality and the direction of your life. Who you hang around with will determine who you become. That's And that's basically the, the main point that I want to talk about today. And that's going to run right the way through. Who you hang around with, your friends, they determine the quality of your life and the direction <laughs> of your life. So, you know, your parents or your guardians may well have said to you, things like be careful who you're friends with. They might have commented on people that you are friends with and said, I don't think they're a good influence on you. That's because they're saying, hey, this person is determining the quality and the direction of your life and it's not good for you. Or they might say, hey, why don't you be more friends with that person? They seem like a good influence. Basically, this thing is, is this phrase, if you put it in other words, you could say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future you know the bible and um, the bible talks loads about friendship and it says loads and loads and we're going to look right through that um and one of the things that the bible does say is it says that bad company corrupts good character and basically what it's saying is, is if you're a really good person but all you do is hang around with people who are negative influencers they're going to have a negative influence on you and it's going to determine the quality and the direction of your life in your groups in a moment you are going to talk about what are the best examples of friendship that you have seen okay what are the best examples of friendship that you've seen now this can be um friendships that you've seen on tv shows in movies it might be friends that you've had or that you've got that you think they're a really good example it might be some of your parents friends who you've seen them really stick by them it might be um you know, friendship groups that you've seen about what are the best examples of friendship that you have seen. It's really important to grasp this concept of like who you hang around with is who you're becoming like. Um, and to use the example, use a really good example. This this is my three best mates. Okay. And um, these are the people who I am most like in the world. I'm probably a lot like Laura and I was well seen as though we've been married. Um Coming up to 11 years we've been married. Wow, we are old. Um, but these these are my three best mates. This is, you know, back in the days when you could travel. We went to we went to Germany um, to go and see a football team. We don't always dress the same. Um, we, we went for Martin's 30th birthday and we all thought we'd buy the football shirt and we'd go and see Dortmund play. It was great, great weekend. Um, 
But I'm a little bit like all of these. I've known Martin, who's right on the far end opposite to me. I've known Martin since since we were babies and we grew up in the same church. I actually used to bully Martin as a kid, um, but now we're, we're good friends um, and he's forgiven me for it, um, which is one of the Fs coming up, which we'll talk about. Um, and then next in is Neil. Um, I've known Neil since I was about 14 or 15. Um, and uh, Jay, who's the next one along, um, I've known him about the same amount of time as well, since I was about 14 or 15. Um, but we we consider ourselves best mates. And actually, we're, we're really different, but we're really similar. And what's been really nice is in lockdown, we've had quite a few times where we've got together on Zoom and just had a laugh and shared stuff with each other and, you know, done little quizzes for each other and done stupid stuff like that and just, just had a laugh. But these these are the lads who, who I would say are my closest mates. And so when I'm in trouble, when I, you know, feel like low, when I, you know, want to talk through big decisions and stuff, these are the people that I go to. And the, as you can see, like, we all slightly look alike, which is weird. Um, particularly Martin and Neil, they look like they could be brothers, but they're not. Um, and like we, we've just become more and more like each other because we've known each other for, for over 20 years. Um, and if you think about you and your best mates and the people that you spend most time with, you will see that actually you're a little bit like a lot of them. And sociologists say that basically you're the average of your five closest relationships. So whoever, whoever are the five people in your life that you spend the most time with, they, that will they you will basically be like you will have bits of every single person that you're a little bit like, um, and you know the, the Bible I said earlier talks loads about friendships and and relationships and in Hebrews ten verse twenty four it says and let us consider how we might spare one another on toward love and good deeds like a friendship group that's that's in the fight together and you know your maybe your crew hangouts this is the for me hebrews 10 verse 24 is the point of cruise hangouts on a wednesday night it is so that we can spare each other on towards love and good deeds so that we can encourage each other in the fight that we're in and proverbs 27 verse 17 says as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another that's why we've put you in in these small groups that we call crew hangouts because we want you to sharpen each other that's what the discussion is and some weeks you'll just have a laugh and play some games and have some bants other weeks you'll like really dig into discussion and be there for each other and you know if we're going to be in this fight we need to have these good people around us and so i want to give you five f's of friendship five f's for the fight um, and these are F's that I think you should have in your friendship groups and in the friends that you have around us. And the first one is this. Your friends should be fun. You should be able to have a laugh with your mates. If your friendship group isn't fun, I want to suggest to you find a new friendship group. Now, I'm not saying that all the time your friends should be fun. You know, there's times where, you know, with me, me and the lads, we've, We've had real moments where it's not been fun, where one of us is really struggling or all of us are. But actually, there's there's always like a baseline that we can go back to and remember fun times, remember silly stuff that we've done together and and fun things that we've, we've had a laugh doing. And, you know, having friends is about having a laugh together. You know, we have a, we have a, a lads chat because we're like basically every other 
standard male group of lads um, that we have we have a group chat that we just you know we send each other memes on and we send each other videos and we talk about the football and we have a laugh and we you know we we rip each other to shreds when we when we when it's fine to do so and um you know every now and again we 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 send each other like a quiz and it's like the the lads chat and the, and the group chat is is going off because like we're all trying to guess you know we send like each other like football trivia i know it sounds really lame but you do your version of this with your friendship group and basically it's about having fun together and you know i don't know if you know the phrase frenemies um where basically you're friends but you really don't like each other um and i think this can happen a lot in in high school when like somebody in your friendship group that you you know, you have to like, but you don't really like, and they're kind of like your frenemy. Like people you love to hate, that's not friendship. And that's that's not fun. Like that's just that's just frustrating. And that's an F that you don't want in your friendship, frustration. Um and you know, I remember I remember years ago when my granddad passed away, um Neil, who is the lad with the ginger beard, um he he come round for the night. Um, like a few days after and a few days before the funeral. And he basically sat down with me and and he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, do you know what, mate? I've talked loads about my feelings. I've talked loads about how I'm doing. I said, I just need some fun. And he was like, Sam, should we play FIFA? And I was like, yeah, let's play FIFA. And so we played FIFA for like three or four hours. And, and that was the thing in that moment that I needed. I needed a bit of fun and Neil provided that for me. And you see, like the fight that we're in, the fight of trying to represent Jesus, the fight of trying to live for Jesus is hard work and it's tough. And, you know, the fight of life can be really difficult sometimes. And so it's really important to have people that you can have a laugh with beside you. You know, one of the things I love about the youth team is we have a laugh, you know, I'm sad about not being at the youth weekend or this weekend because I love hanging out with the youth team and the youth team are a good giggle. And like we have a we have a debrief meeting every week after cruise. And so we log out of one Zoom call and then we log into another. And most weeks it's chaos because somebody's doing something stupid. You know, Adam every now and again he reads us a children's book for no reason whatsoever. Um, you know, people are are like you know, take, taking the mickey out of Beth Newman, because if you can't take the mickey out of Beth Newman, then life ain't good. Um, like, we we just have a laugh together, and that's what I love. One of the things I love about the youth team, and you see, for me, friendship is about making memories. And, re, you know, when you sit around and you remember the time that somebody did that thing or that thing happened, and you all couldn't stop laughing. Friends should be fun. The next one is that your friends should be for you. You know, it's really easy, particularly in this day and age, it's really easy to compete with each other, to like draw, get drawn into comparison. And like, and I, I think, I think it works differently for boys and girls. And I'm going to, I'm going to generalize a little bit. So forgive me if, if, if I do that and it's not you, but you know, I know for me growing up, like com- competition always looked like being better at footy than than another person or I'm better on on Fortnite than you are and like constantly competing and trying to like get one up on each other 
but maybe maybe that works differently for girls as it's not necessarily being better than each other but maybe being prettier than each other or you know having more likes or like and I know I'm making generalizations so forgive me for that but like I think whether you're a boy or a girl or whatever like competition within friendship groups is real and and I think we shouldn't compete compete against each other we should be for each other and cheer each other on I think friendships that become about one-upmanship can just become really tiring and really knackering and you feel like actually like your mates you should be able to just be vulnerable and like and you should be able to just be crap around your mates do you know what I mean and and be like oh yeah I feel really like I know I had a I know I had a terrible game today and you may be like yeah you were terrible but I still love your mates like and, and, and being like I think it's easy to compare and think we're not good enough but I want to encourage you in your group of friends be a friendship group that's for each other like celebrate when each other do well celebrate I know girl, girls are great at telling each other that they look pretty I'm not saying boys that you should tell each other that you look pretty um, but you know cheer each other on when you get a good result in, a, in an exam or you know one of your mates does well like tell them and cheer each other on. In Hebrews 12, verse 1, I'm about to get an Amazon Prime delivery. So maybe Laura, you could deal with that for us. <laughs> so it doesn't interrupt the seminar. Um, but in Hebrews 12, verse 1, it talks about there being a great cloud of witnesses. Um, and I always thought that that talked about that was talking about um the dog is kicking off. Um, I always thought that was talking about like the dead Christians, like cheering us on from heaven, going, go on, Andy, you can do it, you can do it. And, and it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us like let us keep going in the race. And and I actually think the great cloud of witnesses isn't just the dead Christians, it's the Christians around you. It's your friendship group that can be that great cloud of witnesses that can t- like cheer you on we're going to go on to our third f um and the third f i'm just going to make sure that i am screen sharing um our third f is faithful your friends should be faithful and you as a friend should also be faithful in proverbs 17 verse 17 it says this a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in times of need a friend is always loyal another way of saying loyal is faithful you're you know it's so important in a friendship group if you're going to fight together not fight each other but fight together and spare each other on it's so important that you've got each other's backs and that you stay loyal to each other. You know, in my many years of youth work experience, which I do have many, I would say most most friendships that I've seen break down has been because somebody breaks loyalty. Somebody said something about somebody that they shouldn't have said. Somebody shared that secret that they shouldn't have said. Somebody said something about them behind their back, like, I would say 95% of friendships that I've seen break up in the 15 or so years of youth work that I've done 
I would say 95% has been because somebody has been like disloyal and has been unfaithful. Um, I want to show you a video clip. And this video clip is from one of my all-time favourite movies. And this movie, if you haven't seen it, is a great movie. And it is Mean Girls. Have a watch. What a great movie. If you haven't seen that film, I highly, highly recommend it. It's great. Um, but, you know, um, like the whole premise of Mean Girls, like the whole thing is this like friendship group that one of them is trying to bring down the other friends. And it's not a really great example of a friendship group um, because like basically one of them is being really unfaithful to the rest of them. And one of the big themes about the whole film is about gossip. And I think gossip is a friendship killer. Like I think gossip can really, really kill friendships. And I don't think anybody wins when we gossip. But I want you in your breakout rooms to discuss this question. And so you're going to go back into your breakout rooms just for a couple of minutes. And it's this question, why is gossip so hurtful? So why is gossip so hurtful? And I want to add in there, who is it hurtful to? So you have got three minutes to discuss that in your breakout rooms. Go. Being friends, we've got to be faithful to each other. And like I said earlier, no one wins when we gossip. A helpful phrase for you, when somebody brings you a piece of gossip, you can end, end the gossip train and you can stop it right in its tracks by asking this one of two questions. The first is a little bit harsh. The second is a little bit lighter. The first, you can ask the question, why are you telling me this? Because then it causes the person who's sharing the gossip to check their motive and they'll realize hopefully they would realize that they're sharing gossip when they don't need to be so you can ask why are you telling me this or you can say have you spoken to that person about this and basically what you what you're saying is you don't need to tell me this so why are you telling me this don't tell me go and talk to them about it and you can you can cut yourself out of the gossip train it says this in Proverbs 21, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. If I wish someone had told me that when I was 10, because if I, if I was told that when I was 10 and applied it, I would have saved myself a whole lot of bother. But when it comes to gossip, when it comes to our mates, like, so often we need to watch our tongue and keep our mouths shut because it will keep us out of trouble. And so, like, I want to encourage you, be faithful. You need to understand your mates. You know, you can either be a fault finder or a hope dealer. A fault finder looks for the fault, looks for the thing that's wrong in every person and every situation, whereas a hope dealer looks for maybe the reason behind the behaviour. They look for the best in the in people and so as a faithful friend i want to encourage you look for the best in your mates call out their strengths look for maybe you know maybe if they are a little bit off with you look for the reason behind the behavior don't just be like oh they're being funny with me today but say hey 
Is everything all right? Because you seem you don't seem quite right today. What's going on? Look for the reason behind the behaviour. We are rapidly running out of time. And so we're going to go to the fourth F, and it is firm. And you can say that in a nice Scouse accent. Firm. Uh, you can say it just like that. In Ephesians 4.15, it says this. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. We need to be firm with our mates. You know, Oscar Wilde says this, a good friend will always stab you in the front. And what he means by that is not, you know, a good friend will knife you in the chest. <laughs> what he's saying is, like, a good friend won't talk about you behind your back. They'll tell you what you need to know to your face. Um, and we use this phrase in Life Central. We say, value the friend more than you value the friendship. And what that means is, like, when one of your friends isn't doing the right things, a good friend talks to them about it. You know, I'm I'm good friends with Harvey. And, you know, if I saw that Harvey was 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 being a bit of a moron and, you know, maybe maybe we went we went out to a restaurant together um, back in, the, you know, I remember restaurants, they were good then, weren't they? Um, and we go out to a restaurant and Harvey was really rude to the waiter. Like, my job as a friend is to say to Harvey, mate, you were quite rude to that waiter then. Do you think the way that you spoke to them represented Jesus? Or did it make you look like a moron? And like that's my job as, as his friend to be fair with him. We've got you, you need people in your life who you can be honest with and who will be honest with you. You know, I have friends who I'm accountable to, who will ask me difficult questions, who will call out if I'm being an idiot, who will call out if they think I'm being arrogant. They'll tell me what I need to work on. And even if I don't want to hear it, and, you know, let's let's put it like this. If you were in an army and you were fighting, you know, say you're in a Game of Thrones army and you, you've got a sword and your mate was watching you and he was looking at you going, he's not swinging his sword properly and he's leaving himself vulnerable in the way that he swings his sword. Do you think your mate will come and tell you or would, would a good mate just leave it? Of course, a good mate will come and tell you and say, you're swinging your sword in the wrong way and it means you could get stabbed over here. And the same in like in in our real life, a good mate goes, you know, the way you're behaving there leaves you vulnerable here, and you need to you need to fix up on that. And so, a good friend is firm. <coughs> excuse me, with with you, you know, a good being a good mate isn't just being there for the fun moments; it's being there in the crap moments when life is difficult. You're there and you're firm with them you know i want to encourage you with your mates choose the hard right over the easy wrong choose the hard decision that is the correct decision over the easier decision that's the wrong decision i want to encourage you to do that and finally the fifth f is this forgiving you know don't feel bad you and your friends will have falling outs you and your friends will disagree you know in fact i think all of my best mates, those three lads, I've punched them in the face at some point because we've had fallings out, not in the last five years, I will say, um, 
But you know, we've had fallings out. In fact, Neil, when Neil, um, when he was nineteen, went on a went on a mission trip to Morocco for a year, and I didn't see him, and I fell out massively with his girlfriend because she was an idiot. Um, and um, like I had a massive falling out with her, and then text me mate saying we can't be mates. Like text Neil saying we can't be mates anymore because your girlfriend's a moron. Um, you know, we had this falling out, but actually we made up and we forgave each other and we sorted it out. And actually, in the Bible, there's examples of friendship groups falling out. In in Philippians four, Paul, who's who's like the guy writing letters, he writes a letter to the church in, in Philippi, and he writes a part of it in Philippians 4, verse 2. He talks about two women who've had an argument. He says, I plead with Euodia, who's a woman, a woman's name, and I plead with Satinch, who's another woman, to be of the same mind in the Lord, basically to stop disagreeing. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement, who's another woman, and the rest of my co-workers. Basically, what Paul is saying is, you guys have had a disagreement and stop falling out because you've got to fight together, not fight each other. And, you know, we've got to find ways to not let offence take root. Um, And the Bible talks about not letting the sun go down on your anger. And basically, like, when you fall out with your mates, find a way to deal with it quickly. And what Jesus says... And if we were in the room, I would get two of you up. But I can't do that uh, because of social distancing and stuff. But say, Amy and Katie, they're really good. In fact, they were claiming they're besties earlier on. Um, You know, Amy and Katie are really good mates with each other. And so if Amy and Katie had a fallen out, what I would say to them is I would say, right, you guys, you need to try and sort it out between you. And so maybe Amy phones Katie and says, you know, I'm really sorry for saying that thing to you. And Katie's like, yeah, I'm really sorry that I, I slapped you in the face and pulled your hair. Um, and and they, they sort it out. Brilliant. That is like option A. Excellent. But maybe Amy and Katie talk to each other and they can't find a resolution. They can't find a solution to it and they can't sort it out. What Jesus says is what you need to do is bring a third party in. So maybe they go to Laura and they say to Laura, Laura, we keep falling out. We can't sort this out between us. Can you help us out? And so Laura maybe sits down with them and talks it through and and helps them listen to each other and helps them find a resolution. You know, that's what Jesus says. And so I want to encourage you in your friendship groups, find ways to forgive each other and forgive each other quickly. You're going to do each other's heads in because you're mates but find ways to forgive each other. We have a value on our staff team, and we say this, we want to lock shields, not lock horns. And basically what that means is we want to defend each other. We want to stand together, and we want to like we want to defend and, and look out, but we are going to be vulnerable to each other. And so when we do maybe lock horns, hey, we figure it out and we sort it out quickly. Um and so maybe some of you need to have a f- conversation in your friendship group off the back of this about how you can forgive each other. Because John says this, in, in fact, no, Jesus says this in the book of John. And it says this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The way that you treat each other as mates, the way that you stand by each other will show everybody that you love Jesus. And so I want to encourage you 
to get those five F's in your friendship. Have fun together. Be for each other. Be faithful. Be firm with each other. And forgive each other. 